This is episode 80. Boy, I say some weird sometimes. Coming to you from the deep, deep darkness of the coffee cake Coffee porter. cake porter. Did you finish that yet? Uh, it's just a little left. I'm savoring. Okay. It's the tone control. Bing! Welcome. You've got tone. It's beer. <laughs> I was about to say ending on a high note, but that's going to be right at the beginning. Oh, yeah. Well, that was good. <laughs> Thanks. Nice. You've been practicing? No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cut to beginning of the episode recording now. I just think that'll edit funny. <laughs> <laughs> It'll edit even funnier if you leave this part in. (laughs) (laughs) All right, all right. Okay, all right. right. No, but for real, though. Time to stop. My uh, my right hand is cold. My left hand is fine, and and the, the circulation I, issues begin. I'm gonna be thirty this year. You're an old old man. Yeah, um, and that might does it surprise you? Like I'm I'm often younger than people realize. I think you you know. I yeah, guess. but I, I figured mean, that out a while back. Yeah, um, <clears throat> I tell people like. It just comes up. I tell people my age, and they're like, what? What? (laughs) It only took you 30 years to grow that beard? (laughs) 30 whole years. Thanks to Petal. Thanks to Petal. That'll do for today, robot. Thank you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, Mm. Let's see. What was I just doing? I think I was opening up tabs in the before time. Got two open. Oh. Let's see, what have I got? I think I was going up from the bottom. What the hell was that? Uh, our external drive spinning up. <laughs> it sounds so cute. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hell. Hell. <clears throat> For some reason, I thought this was episode 80. It is not. It is episode 79. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I guess you're right. Hmm. Hmm. I mean, I just believed you. I saw you write 80 on the thing, and I was like, okay. Oh, wait, did I? Yeah, it says episode 80 right at the oh, top. Oh, wait here. a minute. This is, oh. No, shit. last this time is, was 79. And then my notes for titles are off somehow. Your notes for titles? Yeah, because I have like write oh, a number and then all of that. Oh, I see. Oh, my oh God. you know what happened? You didn't count the the bonus episode. Oh, yep. Okay. 
Yep. This is episode right. 80. This is episode so now, 80. Now that this mystery is solved, this is Not episode 80. Welcome I, to the I cast. Was right. I was right the first time. Episode job, 80, man. Beer or Gear. Uh, I'm drinking whiskey today. Oh, man. I didn't get myself any Christmas whiskey. Um, well, I got Christmas year. whiskey stones. Oh, I have some and, stones. And I'm employing them right now. I'm actually drinking rye whiskey, and which mm-hmm. is my, my preferred... My, my preferred whiskey, I guess you could say. Uh, and I dig it. They're good. My drink is cold and not watered down. Very nice. Yep. They're doing I'm the job. about to crack open. Oh, it's happening. <laughs> it's happening right now. I'm about to crack open the coffee cake porter from 603 Brewery. You're just going to pound it out of In that totally bottle? not illegal fashion by Derek yeah. from the great New Hampshire. No, I'm not going to pound it out of the bottle. I'm actually going to pour it into the sort of glass that I would normally drink whiskey okay. out of. Okay. Which is not because you did it at all. You know what's <laughs> funny? Um, I'm holding this glass that I would normally, you know, put put my bourbon in. Like a rock star. And I, I have like, I'm having um, olfactory flashbacks. Oh, like, like I can you're expecting smell, to smell And bourbon? you started yeah. talking about whiskey. I can smell whiskey right now. Mm-hmm. And of course, now I'm going to pour this, this beer, though, and... That's going to change everything. So something I'm discovering um, about you know my my continued journey into beardom, uh, I like <laughs> sorry beardom. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I like porters more than I like stouts, and um, those were once the same type of beer. And this one that I sent you is one of my new favorites. Oh, that is some that is some deep darkness. <laughs> Is um, it's like it's it's a coffee porter, but it's not really strong in the coffee, which is I, coffee I don't cake. usually like. It's like sweet yeah. coffee porter. Yeah. I don't yeah. really like a lot of coffee beers because I kind of I take my coffee a little bit sweet, and mm. when you mix that with beer, it's not always great. You're doubling a lot down of times, on the bitter. Yeah, and it's just a little too much for me sometimes. So hmm. this one, however, had to try it, had a tasting of it at the brewery, and I was like, "This is it." Yeah, Here we go. No, that's really um, smooth. I think. For the mo- uh, with the exception of Guinness, I think I agree with you that a porter sure. I like better a, a than Guinness a stout. Is, but a Guinness but is a, a nitrogen; it's right. different. It's a whole different yeah. animal. They're making like a, I saw a, a Guinness. I don't know what they called it, but it, it was like if you were going to make an IPA, but it's nitrogenized. Yeah, yeah I saw that. I haven't uh, tried didn't it. Sam Adams like nitro a bunch of their beers too? Oh, I don't know. Six hundred three Brewery at the at the <clears throat> brewery has a nitrogen tap. And they can just like take some of their beers and mm. nitro- nitrogize them. <laughs> so does that that makes essentially it just makes the aroma release different, right? Because uh, when yeah, you so pour, it's, it's going to do that weird thing. It's a smaller bubble in the mm-hmm. liquid, suspended in the liquid. So um, I don't really always like nitrogen. It comes off as flat to me more yeah. often than not. But that, I think um, that's why it works for Guinness Stout because yeah. it's such a smooth drink anyway. Yeah. But yeah, it's not for everything. It's not a craze that I expect to catch on. No. Then again, I don't always predict the future. Uh, well, not always. <laughs> Sometimes. You gotta have that kind of hedge. Oh, hey, look what I got. <clears throat> oh. Oh yeah, I was gonna say I know yeah. what, I know about this already, but you hadn't yeah. you hadn't received it when we yeah, last. Yeah, this uh, Stratbody came in. Yeah. And man, does it look good. I dig it. So that's all. Um, this isn't actually an old strap body, right? That's nope, relic. Brand new. Yeah. 
Yep, it has it is relict. It weighs um it's super light. It's um three and three quarter pounds. Hmm. Which so is great. What, yeah, I can see by the way you're holding it, it's lighter than you'd expect a guitar. Yeah, you to can be. just kind of throw it around and it's um <clears throat> it's surprisingly light and it looks, you know, really, really rad. That's cool. Yeah, I dig that's it. That's cool, man. Um because when you add the tremolo block, that's a big heavy thing that that'll probably mm-hmm. add like a pound to the body. Um and then, you know, a neck is I don't know, a little bit more, and it just say it adds up quick. So um when you got a strat body that's kind of under four, you're in good shape. So yeah. cool. Cool. Yep. So that's uh, you know, moving along. Uh nobody any talked other- to us about what their preferred strat would be, but that's fine. Um, I have not made any other order. Oh, I'm sorry. I did order. I ordered some hardware, just like, uh, like a jack plate and a neck plate, the basic stuff. Um, and what else? Uh, a string tree and strap buttons. So all that like sort of small stuff came in. Mm -hmm. Um, so all that's left, I guess, is, um, the loaded pick guard that I was going to buy and a neck. Mm. And and the neck comes with um, tuners and a nut installed. So, and I remember you were saying to me that you were talking. Um, yep. How many times am I going to start this sentence? You think? <laughs> uh, <clears throat> you were saying to me that the idea now was to do. What is it? Is it a blend? What's it called? Yep, it's called a blender. Blender. And, so and usually you can mix the neck and bridge pickup. For yep. A strat. So usually a strat is volume tone tone. Mm-hmm. Um, a blender turns it into volume tone, so master volume, master tone, and that second tone pod is still there. But it, um, when you're in the one or two, or th- well, yeah, the one or two position, whichever one will, you wire it to, I guess. Well, no, when you're in when you're in a position that does not utilize the neck pickup, you can roll in the neck pickup. Oh, okay. And so then when the, you're, but and also yeah. when you're in a position that doesn't utilize the bridge pickup, it'll roll in the bridge pickup. Oh, that is fancy. Isn't that cool? So you can get uh, if you're on the bridge only that one position, you can mm-hmm. roll in the neck and get like an approximate Telecaster sound, mm-hmm. which is really cool. Um, and if you're in the three position, which is your middle pickup, or no, I'm sorry, if you're in your two or four position which is neck and bridge or bridge and middle. Mm-hmm. Or, oh God, bridge and middle and middle and neck. You can still you can, roll in You can roll other. in the other pickup and get all three <clears throat> pickups together. Which is like the black beauty of Strat. Yeah, so that would um, be really cool. And I've heard a great way to like kind of beef up some Strat bridge pickup sounds is to just blend in a little bit of neck pickup. Hmm. Maybe 15, 20% neck pickup and it'll really do something special to your sound. So I'm looking forward to doing that. That's fun. It's the same price on the wiring harness as just a standard five-way volume tone tone selector. So yeah, give it a try. And I was just saying the other day, uh, I think I said it on the show, that I I would totally forgo the other tone pod on my Strat. I would not mind yeah. having master tone. You leave it them up all the time anyway. Yeah, it doesn't seem like that's a big thing. It seems like yeah. when you're using the tone pick pot, you want to be the tone control. Why didn't I say? Why do I? Mm. You know what I mean? Sad bell. Anyway, yeah. <clears throat> when you're using the tone control, what like you want it to just do what it's supposed to do? You're fiddling around with two different. Yeah, then it, you know, like you got to juggle which one is doing <clears throat> which sets of pickups, and like one of them only operates one pickup, and one operates two pickups, and then the switch and like all that. You know. Oh my god! It's a whole thing. Yeah. So, um, but that's horrible. I think it's gonna. I think it's going to be cool. I think it's going to be really cool. Very nice. Sounds good. Yep. So, 
<clears throat> on this week's beer, I mean the tone control. There's um, they, it's everybody's everybody's holding their holding their this? info. Are you, are you seeing this right now? The the bell is riding on the whiskey. It's it fits perfectly on this glass. <laughs> like like it is it's a lid. It's a, the, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I think the whiskey's kicking in already. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was just trying to explain to the listener that there is not that much going on because mm-hmm. uh Nam's happening. So the most we can get out of anybody is um really just some pre-release tease yeah. stuff. Um but that's all right. I mean, we could we well, we're chit-chatting. Yeah, cool. we're chit-chatting. We can we can waste time with the best of them. Yeah. <clears throat> maybe we'll talk about tuning machines later. Oh, maybe. Like we did last time. Did we already <laughs> do that? Shit. That's <laughs> uh, fine. <laughs> we'll figure. There was something else I had in mind too, and I almost wrote them down, and then I thought, meh, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> we're supposed to play this show off the. Oh, cuff. am I supposed to do this now? <laughs> Let's do one of these, and then we'll get into it. Thanks yeah. to Pedal Genie for sponsoring the Tone Control. Visit PedalGenie.com and start your wish list today. Oh, that's what I didn't enter into the notes yet is, is the... Oh, yeah. You have the, a pedal. The GD pedal that I have. I, I don't have a pedal this week, but the one I'm getting next week, or it's, gonna, <laughs> it's actually supposed to be here tomorrow, um, <laughs> it's going to be a doozy. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Well, don't spoil it. Yep. Uh, anyway, typing. yeah, let's dive in, I guess. Uh, Gear Supply Company... We've talked about them a handful of times. They are the subscription uh, guitar gear. Yeah, it's like strings place. and picks and stuff. Yeah, uh, gear supply companies lowering prices, which is always okay. good to hear. And this is one of the. This is a box. It's like a, a box that comes every month or something. Yeah, so you can do a monthly subscription, or you can buy just one off if you need mm-hmm. certain things. Um, their subscriptions are all based around strings and picks, things that you wear out and need more of. Right. But you can also add things like straps and cables, um, other stuff, strap locks. I'm trying to think. They've got like guitar polish, polishing cloths, all that sort of sure, yeah. guitar anything accessory that, stuff. Yeah, anything you need for a guitar that isn't a guitar. Uh, yeah, yeah, or pedals <laughs> or amps. We don't need those. But they sell like power cables and stuff and, and mm. various like pedal routing <clears throat> supplies. In sundry? Uh, would, that be, would that qualify as in sundry? I think it would. Perhaps that's what they <laughs> It would for these purposes. Guitar and sundry. Anyway, so they're dropping prices as much as 25% across the board. So certain things are, you know, as low as 25%. And I guess it's not across the board. What am I saying? But um, <laughs> things in general are just kind of coming down, which is great. The, you know, the other side of this coin is that they are having to now charge you a little bit for shipping. Shipping was included before. Mm. But okay, so this is like a psychological change, then. Well, it is. Everything is cheaper. The shipping okay. is only like three bucks, <clears throat> and that's so, a that's that doesn't make up for how much they're discounting. Right. So the example they have on their blog post is say you have a subscription for uh, a five string bass set for twenty five bucks, mm-hmm. two sets of electric guitars and picks, eight dollars each, one set of acoustic strings and picks. Ten dollars uh, each, so ten dollars for that totals fifty-one bucks. So that's a fifty-one dollar a month subscription for all that stuff. 
the new set will be the bass strings are 20. The electric guitar strings and picks are only six bucks each. Uh, the acoustics are eight bucks each, and shipping is two ninety five. So the total is forty two ninety five. Yeah, yeah. So do you suppose this means they're doing well or doing poorly? I think they're doing well because I get emails from them and I see them on Facebook and stuff all the time, mm-hmm. and uh, they're always adding new stuff for sale. Uh, they're always just like having these cool promos, you know set up a subscription get a free t-shirt get a free strap like get all kinds of stuff they have, they were expanding so they're, all the yeah, kinds they're definitely, of stuff they and they're definitely too. doing big spends on promotion which yeah which costs money it costs of course money, so, so you, yeah so let's look at string plans um, electric guitar string plan deliver once a month let's see I'm gonna get medium 10 to 46 pick thickness what do I want I'm gonna go with medium jazz you can get different pick shapes from them now Oh yeah, I think we had had that story, didn't we? And I will get two sets a month for twelve dollars. Twelve of your Earth dollars. Can't beat that. Boy, I say some weird shit sometimes. Hmm. <laughs> you know, a lot of times I down. think a lot of times I think Justin's like saying a thing that must be from some obscure internet sci-fi <laughs> show that I don't know about yet. Um, you have and, entirely too much faith and, in me. Well, that was like, you know, when we first met in like in the early, early days, okay. you know, um, and I was like, this guy's just pulling quotes, you know, here, mm. this is, the, which is fine. Like I do it all the time. <clears throat> yeah. Um, truth be told, that is not what's happening you, at all. Years later, you realize, <laughs> no, I just, I mean, occasionally nope. a Futurama quote will fall out of me. Oh, sure, sure. But that is not necessarily the plurality of what happens, what is happening when these sorts of things happen. Uh, One other thing worth mentioning here, Gear Supply Company is not necessarily a every month. You can do every one, two, or three months. So if you don't play that much and you don't need strings every month, that's really great to have, and the price stays the same. Yeah, and you could... I assume you, they're not going to send you a strap every three months. So no, no straps <laughs> and like that's like stuff that gets added on to your yeah. your monthly thing. Like oh, I, I my strap I lost it or I, it broke or something. You can add one to the next month's subscription delivery. Mm-hmm. Hey, this yeah. patch cables kit is. Um, is I think it's short? lava cable. It's lava. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They have the little set screw thing in them. Yeah. So um, they some have, of this, I those are I do visible. see that they they run out of this stuff a lot and they're always saying like patch cables back in stock and they immediately sell out. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, they do IEC powers now, IEC power cables for mm-hmm. pedal boards and amps and things like that. Oh, that's um, a juicy one too. Look at that. Yeah. it's it's a, That's with it's the a, like replaceable plugs and... Yeah. It's a big one. Golly. <laughs> it's a serious hunk of cable. Up to mm-hmm. 18 feet. I need some hmm. 18 foot IECs. Actually, I was... I literally needed a long IEC cable the other uh, last week. I was um, helping somebody set up a studio here in town. They're setting up their own home drum studio thing, and and, um, yeah, he ordered a bunch of stuff based on my recommendations. And I was like setting it up for him, and and we did some like teaching him how to use it and everything. But I'm setting it up, and I like couldn't quite get things exactly where I wanted because not that I'm like. It's not like a finely tuned studio situation. He just wants to be able to record his drums and stuff. But mm-hmm. um, I have I have a bunch of these around from amps, pedal boards all over the place. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I think the majority of them are six feet that I have, and I've got one yeah. that's like eight or ten feet, and I'm always looking for it. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's like always being used somewhere else. And I always want that one because it's a little bit longer. I have this one. Um, you know what it was? It was our friend Sean when we were all playing in a band together. Our friend Sean came home. I got a couple home. of those in my house. He, he would like bring <laughs> home a crate of like random stuff from the place he worked at. And one day it was like a bunch of IEC cords in different configurations and lengths. Mm-hmm. And I have this one that... Um, has two heads. It wise at the end. It's like long oh, too. Nice. It's like ten feet or something, and it like wise at the end. And I used to use it for. I had my my power supply my, for my pedals that I made, and then I I needed another plug because mm-hmm. the tube pedal needed more juice than that power supply could put out, <laughs> and so I had two I had two plugs on one. Anyway, it's cool. I have um I have a handful of those. Remember the junction boxes he made? I just like, oh, touched yeah. my mic. Sorry, I've got some of those because they were yep. like super long, like twelve foot mm-hmm. cables with a with four outlets on the end. Oh, yeah, they were the best. Just um all kinds of stuff. I think shout I have out a to Sean. Case. Oh yeah, hey Sean. So, Go Sean. Sean, who like always likes and you know does everything he can on social media for this podcast, but I don't know if he listens. Probably not. He's he a fucking drummer. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what he get out of this. Hey Sean, drums. There, we talked about it. Yeah, there's there's got to be some, um, there's got to be some gear supply thing for drummers, right? Uh, I don't know. Gear supply company. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> All right, should we move on? I'm searching for drummers' gear supply. Because uh, I mean, subscription sticks seems like a no-brainer, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, that, I mean you just drummers could go things. through sticks faster than guitarists go through strings sometimes. Oh, absolutely. And I'm sure you're always losing a drum key, I bet. That's the thing that gets lost. There's a lot of stores that I haven't heard of that are, I guess, specifically aimed, aimed more at drums that I'm finding, but nothing that's like, you know, a monthly box or anything. Hmm. Could make one out of Amazon. Just set up a recurring <laughs> buy on Amazon yeah. for yourself. Hmm. That's boring. Dumb. Well, gear supply company, step up to the plate. Yeah, you can have that idea for free because I'm certainly not going to bother to start a business. So. <laughs> <laughs> Very well. Anyway, yep. Hey, so fresh off the the news that I've given them a clean slate, Gibson has something new to talk to me about. Yeah. Uh, CES just happened, and that's where that this has came from. Nothing to, what? That is not what I was expecting you to say. Well, this Gibson is at CES every year. Really? Yes. Uh, hmm. Gibson family of brands, so they make things oh, like yeah. microphones, but they the whole guitar show is there. Um, and this new model was sort of you know leaked or whatever. Uh, nobody seemed to bother to write down any information about it, even though it was on display at CES. But that's um, what they, a, they were all like looking at computers and stuff. Yeah, they were like, so, "Oh, cool guitars. See you later." Yeah, because that's where they show off. They're like, "My guitar can tune itself." Ha ha. Mm-hmm. That's that CES is when that kind of stuff comes out. But um, pretty soon they're going to have a guitar that tunes itself and then plays itself. <laughs> The guitarists need not apply. Yeah, so do, do that. Do that. Well, Gibson, I guess you see your fate in the mirror there, right? Who are you going to sell so, a guitar to if the guitar plays itself? Idiot. Ooh. All right, so let's look at this. <laughs> oh, is this somehow this is in French? That's bizarre. <laughs> Wait, what I'm looking at French too. You sent me to the French link. No, this Would is great. Like- Leave this in the notes. Okay, whatever. It's not about anything. It's just look at these photos. 
That's weird. Because I added this. I saw this before you added it too, and it was not in French then. And I, I, it's a, it's clearly it's a Reverb. Facebook redirect. It's a Facebook redirect link. That's bizarre. I didn't know. Whatever. Re- hey guys, Reverb.com has a French site. What's up with that? Um, are we being wow. punked? You know, Google. I would like to translate it. Why don't you just redirect me to the English version? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, Nam is a week after CES, give or take. And uh, they, they, there's this new, actually there's two, there's this other guitar here that nobody seems to be talking about. There's two new guitars uh, in the lineup of, of Gibson models that are just totally new. Mm-hmm. New body shape that, and everything. Yeah, the one we're talking about mostly is, I think, pretty clearly a, uh, hey guys, hey hey PRS guys, yeah, look at hey, us. Hey, I heard, I heard you like PRS guitars. I heard you Check like PRS. This and, you know, to a degree, PRS is like, hey, Gibson. Hey, hey guys who play Gibson, look at us. And there's a little bit of back and forth yeah. going there. Um, but it's like it's like a double-horned Les Paul, like a double-cut Les Paul, but it's offset almost. Yeah, like it's melted. Yeah. And the top horn is a little bit longer like you'd see on a PRS. Mm-hmm. I'm not really super into this, I think. No, it looks goofy to me, too. It looks like... It's a, it looks like, like you're saying, t- they're trying to do something new, and it's just, it's, I felt this way about, um, I can't remember what, what those guitars were, and they were all in pastels, and they just had kind of off body shapes, we talked about them some months ago. I don't remember if it was like, if it was like Squire or something, you know. Oh, was, the, the Fender Offset stuff? Yeah, was that what yeah, it was yeah. in the Offset series? Yeah, yeah, they're just, they're a little off, it's, it's, I I guess it must be kind of a hipster thing. Like they're looking at people who want a guitar that's just a little different, right? This like, oh, this guitar is uh, yeah, kind of off, I mean, right? I, offset guitars uh, can be more comfortable to play because uh, like how they sit on you. Yeah, but um, I mean that's debatable. It's like and, a Jaguar and a Mustang. Are we just so used to that because it's such an old design? Maybe that yeah, like, I don't see that bodies. as weird. I should. I would probably see it as weird if I'd never seen it before. Yeah, they're offset guitars. Yeah. Right. Uh, you're probably talking about. Like the Duo Sonic and stuff. Yes, that's exactly. So those what it was. those are hip and cool now because they were like old school student guitars and right. largely like kind of not great, but they had a cool sound. Like the Les Paul Junior or the SG Junior mm-hmm. is the same sort of deal. But um, so another thing here, these are twenty four fret guitars, which is also new for Gibson. Like if these are standard production oh, run, yeah. they're twenty four fret. Oh, it does look um, a little crowded down there at the. Yeah, I mean, you can just see the pickups are much closer together than they are in the Les Paul that's in front Mm -hmm. of it. Hmm. Um, There's three colors here. There's a gold top, um, an ebony with gold hardware, and then there's like a quilted maple top, like like charcoal burst. Silver burst? Charcoal burst? It's a a translucent top, so you can see the wood. Um, But yeah, it's got the silver burst kind of look to Mm -hmm. it. And they have the standard trapezoid inlays and stuff. Master volume, master tone, and a three-way selector. Otherwise, like I'm sure it's a mahogany body. I'm sure it's a maple top. I mean, maybe I'm, I'm hoping I'll be surprised because otherwise it's going to be a, a less ball, you know. And like Gibson might want to innovate, but they don't want to innovate that much. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, one, yeah, I don't know. To, well, it's got the PRS controls too, the tone, volume, and a switch. And the switch is down low. In the, here, those that's, controls. that's kind of the PRS position too, right? I mean, that's yeah, why this yeah. looks so PRS is Gibson switches are never there. They're always... Well, I guess on the SG, it's down well, on, there, right? On SGs and other... Yeah, it's just that it looks <clears throat> most like a Les Paul, and it's not where it is on a Les Paul, you know? Yeah. 
Now, in the notes, I want you to click this other link. I said it looks like the Tak Matsumoto model. Have you seen this guitar? Hold the phone. This guitar looks great. Oh, see? It's so subtly different. And this it's guitar like a looks skinnier. a lot yeah. better. And I, this is more like a double-cut Les Paul traditionally, but the top horn extends a little bit further, yeah, almost just, like just a strat hooks, would. hooks a little more. Whereas on and these new new Gibsons, it doesn't have that, it doesn't extend far enough to hook like that. Well, even the, it's just that the cutaway isn't there, you know? It's like, yeah. it's there's too much, it's too fat up there. I don't know. But this thing, the Takamatsumoto, which has been around for a long time, it's you know just what not it super is? known. What? It's those two frets. Could be. Those last two frets are f***ing this whole thing up. I, I mean, I've played a few 24 fret guitars in my day. They feel a little weird to me. They're uh, squishing everything, and they're making it sit weird on the body. Everything's I'm wrong. I'm not super keen on where it places the neck pickup also, yeah. mm-hmm. um, but whatever. So, I don't know. It's like, I just kind of wish they would release the Takamatsumoto guitar as like a regular production run. This looks like a hell of a road war. You know, doesn't it look like it'd be light? You know how Les Pauls are heavy as all hell? Oh, yeah. I mean, this I bet looks this like thing is great. Would, you'd trim a pound off of that. Just It just looks a little... little uh, you know, skinny. Yeah. Just, yeah. just like you, like you, like fast. It looks fast. It does. So just ripping by. Anyway, mm-hmm. now in this photo from Reverb, um, there are there's another guitar in the back. Mm. This yellow thing behind that that new one we're talking about is another new guitar. It's a pointy horned looking three thirty five style guitar. Yeah, almost like it's the like Johnny an SG a model. It's like an SG and a three thirty five had a baby. Yeah, so have you seen the Johnny A. Gibson? No. You got another link for me? Should I I'll just I don't. search it? Yeah, Johnny A. Is Johnny his A. Name. This is a cool guitar. guitar. I love this guitar. It looks like that. Uh, it oh, also it's appears like a big to be solid and everything? body. Yeah. Maybe that's literally what it is. It could be. It could just be a solid it body doesn't Johnny have, A. It's a solid body, yeah. It doesn't have the holes. Mm-hmm. It hmm. didn't, haven't we seen this... Sort of body shape from Gibson already, though. I'm I'm thinking this might be something we've actually seen before. Not with those pointy horns, though, because like sure? Gibson makes the 339, which is <clears throat> a small body 335, mm-hmm. kind of more Les Paul sized, but it's still got the same curves and everything as a 335 does. I don't know because oh, yeah, everything not... I've been hmm. everything I'm seeing online about like this this leak. This must be what I was thinking of the 339. You're right. I like those. <clears throat> Golly gee, Willikers. Shucks. <laughs> Shucks. Shucks. All right. So anyway. A little something new. All right, Gibson, well, you're not under the bus yet. I mean, I, I bet a lot of people would would like a guitar that looks like that. I just think they're it's it's looking it's a little It's not quite there. Odd. Like it's a little it looks too fat to me. I think it needs to be like streamlined a little bit, you know? Maybe don't offset it. Maybe I think it's that top horn that's throwing me off, though. It it doesn't cut d- as deep because it's twenty four frets, and you want that upper register access, and it doesn't seem to offer it. Oh, I maybe, see what maybe you're saying what about it, it. Yeah, it's like the the frets. It, there's a cutaway, but you're still going to have to reach. Yeah, it's like where the body meets the the neck. Seems they just a didn't need those high. two frets. Get rid of those two frets. Yeah, make. This I think you got yourself fret. a guitar if you just put a regular twenty two fret neck on it. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't know, I guess, how many people really want 24 frets. The appeal is that you have two full octaves, mm-hmm. but... Wh- How'd that 30 fret guitar sell? 
Yeah, was right. there just that one that they reviewed in the video and that was it? It's the only one ever made. <laughs> you, you know, that's what I'm saying. I, I just, I've always been really happy with 22 frets. I have a guitar with 21 frets and I'm happy with it. I, I mean, you, you got to have a really special guitar to, for those to even be playable. Like in, what, in, in intonate correctly. No, I mean, way Wait, up there. Like, I mean. Oh, yeah. Come on. I mean, my guitar is intonated really quite well, and I still yeah. feel like my I, I just don't want to be playing that high. I'd rather, you know. Yeah, I mean, so often, there was one... Um, it's like a shredder thing, though, right? It's one like, song that we had in our old band that I needed that high Oh, yeah, you can only play e. it on one guitar. I could. Well, I couldn't play it on one guitar, Yeah, um, was the okay. case, because it was a 21 fret, and I needed to go 22 <laughs> and bend up to that that yeah. from the D to the E. And I was like, I, I didn't know it. I got this guitar. I was feeling good. New guitar day. This is great. Go to play That's the right. thing. We went to can't practice and can't like, play it. <laughs> you're up. <laughs> imagine a song that we all know and we all practice every week. Yeah. And then Derek gets to that part of the solo and misses it by a half step. And yeah. everybody goes, oh my God, Derek. Yeah, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> a glorious yeah. day in garage band It was like, history. okay. Okay, 21 frets. Yep, got it. <laughs> was that that new Telecaster? The black one. Yeah. yeah, it was the Deluxe. Yep. Custom. Fun guitar, though. Telecustom. Mm-hmm. The Deluxe has two humbuckers. Oh. You nerd. It's not a, de- it's not a Deluxe at all, idiot. No, idiot. Nope. <clears throat> uh, and actually, when I built the blue Tele here, um, I was like, 22 frets, not falling into that trap again. <laughs> 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 yeah. Anyway, okay. So yeah, we'll we'll talk about that. That's going to come cool. out at Nam, but um, yeah, interesting. Well, see, check us out. We're wasting all kinds of time. Here we are, thirty-two minutes into my <laughs> recording. Anyway, um, hey, want to do some pedal genie? Hold on, vamp for a second. I got to get the robot ready. I don't have a pedal this week. Um, the one that I'm getting soon is like a twofer. It's like a pedal and a controller. No so shit. that should be here. Yeah, it's going to be wild. <laughs> Oh, hey. And it's like a, it's um, a little itty-bitty guy. It's, it's going to be fun. Let me ask you something here. Um, does the Strymon pedal you reviewed actually use pulse code mod or just model it? Does that mean anything to you? You're the only one of us who's had uh, Strymon pedals, so I know that no. was aimed Wait, at you. Did, did somebody email us? No, they texted me. Oh. But Rich, oh. Rich was asking. He texted me, and I, I didn't have an answer because I didn't know... I don't know what pulse code mod is. <laughs> Honestly, it has to be one of those like like uh, one of those sky pedals, oh. right? Pulse, All right, you you think about pulse that. Pulse modulation technique uh, is which the amplitude of an analog signal is converted to a binary value represented as a series of pulses. I have no fucking clue. If that's what happens in that. <laughs> Rich bought uh, the H nine. Whoa. Yeah, I, those are serious pedals. Yeah, <laughs> we we were yeah. talking about it a little bit, but yeah, he went and but he's had, um, I think he had another, uh, even tied, some kind of echoey thing, and he had mm-hmm. he had a couple of other things, but the H nine kind of takes over and and he H9 got he got the one where he'll get the software downloads forever supposedly. Oh, sweet, yeah, it's like so, four hundred bucks something. Yeah, it's but, a big deal, but so you know, assuming even tied doesn't a, go out of business or change yeah. their minds, you know. I can't imagine um, they would. Yeah. That's cool. I mean, I've been talking to some people about, you know, 
the, the delay that I have and Strymon stuff and then the eventide always comes up. It's yeah. just like just get get the eventide because it's it it does so much more than some yeah. of those Strymons do at the same price point. It's so. a pedal like you can still have all your other pedals, but there's going to be these moments where oh, I need an effect. Oh God, how would I even make that? Well, yeah, it's just almost download, like a, d- download it because it exists, yeah. and you can download it into the pedal you already have. You know? It's like a patch or like a yeah. backing track, so not even like that's the <clears> wrong <throat> way to put it, but it's like a, a sound generator. Yeah. It can do it. Well, it can do anything. It's, it, can do, it can do everything. It's got shark processors like, in it. Yeah, and know? it's also like a regular delay pedal. Like yeah. <laughs> it'll do all kinds of stuff. Anyway, a- anyway, that was probably it was. I assume it was related to the H nine, something like that, because it oh, has one yeah, of those now. You know be. what I mean? But I, we yeah, don't. I sorry, don't we don't know the answer. <laughs> I bet stupid. that answer's on the Strymon website. They're pretty <clears> transparent <throat> about how their stuff works. Yeah, probably. You have to dig for it. That sounds like an obscure thing. Okay, anyway, hey, Pedal Genie, what's the robot have to say about it? Pedal Genie is like the Netflix of guitar pedals. Rent any pedal you want for as long as you want, for one low monthly price. Shipping is included and there are no late fees or time limits. With over 1,500 pedals to try from nearly 100 different manufacturers, Pedal Genie definitely has the deal you want to try. Subscriptions start with Flex at just $19.95 a month. Try out one pedal at a time for as long as you want, send it back when you're ready for the next one. For only $39.95 a month, the standard subscription includes shipping, so you could have a different pedal every few days. If one isn't enough for you, Pedal Genie Pro get you three pedals at a time for only $64.95 a month, shipping included. There's a subscription for everyone and best of all, your first month is free. If you find the pedal of your dreams, the one you just have to keep, Pedal Genie will offer you a buyout option. Prices vary with the length of your membership and the type of pedal, but you'll definitely get an awesome price for the pedal in your hand. So head to PedalGenie.com to fill up your wishlist with pedals, and they'll send out your first pedal ASAP. Pedal Genie, all your pedal wishes granted. Have we talked about the fact that she says ASAP correctly? Oh no, huh? Is that? I mean, As obviously, a sap. Yeah, say I used to say right? a sap, but I changed huh. the voice at some point. Neat. Well, <clears throat> anyway, this this week from Pedal Genie, I actually played the pedal that I've had for like a month. Um, <laughs> what I had, which we teased in this very not fun <laughs> way. I loved the bleep you did in that, by the way. <laughs> it was so long. <laughs> 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 I was like, what am I going to do with this? Okay, anyways. Um, I had the, from from uh, J Rocket Audio Designs, the WTF Fuzz slash Overdrive. Why don't they call this What the Fuzz? Like, <laughs> come on. <laughs> <laughs> that deserves a bell. I heard your demo of this, and I would definitely not call this an overdrive. <laughs> well, okay. Um, so the demo... All right, let me tell you about this pedal. So the pedal's a a two-switch pedal. Uh, There's a bypass, and then there's a boost. Now, the boost is essentially one of the knobs in this thing serves as a separate volume control. So you can just run it at two independent volumes for the sake of, like, soloing and stuff. And that's not—that wouldn't be possible without this kind of post-amplifier— Mm-hmm. That wouldn't be possible in a fuzz, I should say, without this kind of post amplifier because fuzz oh, so is so. Oh, that's the OD. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's the additional like thing is you can turn on the boost, which just changes the volume, but doesn't change the gain structure of the drive and the distortion that's happening in the fuzz. Okay. So besides that, it's basically a regular fuzz with this one extra control. It yeah. has um, a volume, which is your output. Your your that's your output without the boost switch on and the boost 
knob is the volume with your boost switch on. Then mm -hmm. there's the gain knob, like you're expecting, um, how much distortion. Um, there's a toggle switch, which is a three-position EQ. One of them is like a high boost. One of them is a, uh, I think it's like a fuller bottom. And then all the way to the right is like a neutral, like doesn't... Oh, looks flat. No, no, yeah, no change. Um, and those are pre... Those are before okay. gain, um, and they change the way this thing behaves. So this is um, designed around a circuit that can get some tones called the trumpet tone or the trombone tone, which was apparently made famous by Paul Trombetta. I don't um, know who that is. I don't either, but he created this circuit for them, thanks Paul. Huh. That's what I know about Paul Trombetta. I guess I could have Googled it beforehand. I'm not going to pretend I know things I oh, don't. Oh, if you so. Google him, there's a lot of um, a lot of stuff about pedals and like people building hmm. pedals trying to get his sound. Interesting. Okay. okay. Well, it's definitely different than other fuzzes I've tried. Um, <clears throat> but the last you, control... You, um, hmm? Okay, go ahead. No, I was going to say you left off enough, yeah, yeah. go ahead. The last control is the WTF knob and that is a rotary selector it has it feels like it has like eight or ten or twelve positions on it and essentially the lower you are the more like an overdrive it is and the higher you are the more like a whack out whacked out fuzz it is oh cool so right. the demo that i recorded is with the wtf knob dimed <laughs> Um, because that's yeah, where the, that's where it's, <laughs> this pedal is interesting. I mean, as an overdrive, it's just like kind of a low gain fuzz. Huh. You know what I mean? Okay. Like it does sound kind of like a fuzz, but it's very low drive considering that it that it's a fuzz. But, but it says in their owner's <clears throat> manual, it's the fuzz pedal for those who don't like fuzz. Yeah, it doesn't sound like other fuzz pedals. I'll, I'll agree <laughs> with that. And when you crank up that WTF knob, it gets weird. It doesn't. Um, it doesn't gate, but it sort of feels like it's gating. It just doesn't cut out. And oh. um, so the dynamics has that sort of effect to it. And it kind of starts to get an octave effect, except it's a lower octave, or at least it sounds like it. It starts to, the more, the more you turn up the WTF knob, it starts to emphasize the fundamental in the notes you're playing instead hmm. of the harmonics. And that's what I was actually trying to bring out in that demo. You could hear me kind of like... Yeah. I mean, that's I'm not playing like... that. That's just on a regular guitar. That's a regular guitar tuned to standard. And it's... Um, you can hear, especially in the second half, I start playing down the E string. It's really hanging on that fundamental, on that low tone. Yeah. It's not... There's not a lot of overtone to it. And it's very... Um, you know, has that crisp fuzz sound? It would be zippery if it were higher, if it, if it mm -hmm. were more harmonics, you know? And and by the way, that demo was recorded with the EQ position in the um, trebly setting. Oh. So well. it gets thicker bottom than that. Wow, okay. Um, yeah. yeah, if anything, this pedal, if there was going to be a criticism of this, I would say it would be tough to cut through a mix maybe um mm. it, it, it's not it's not a, a clear one it, in in the way that that's the same way i kind of feel about big muff style pedals is they can yeah. be very wooly and and they can have too much kind of low mids as a focus of the energy you know mm -hmm. um so i mean because i'm playing it just by itself with the, some drums and stuff it's not a big deal but i could see where you might I mean, I, I definitely felt like I needed the trebly thing. And that's with my Telecaster, you know, which, which right, is right. a trebly kind of guitar to begin with. So 
Um, yeah, it was, um, it was definitely a cool sound. Not like other pedals. I'm looking at their site here. They make another pedal called the Hooligan, which is the Tor series version of the WTF Fuzz. What Who the, the hell is this? What? What? Who are you? Go away. Absolutely not, sir. Anyway, <laughs> if that is your God, real name. What a rude interruption. What was the other J Rocket <clears throat> pedal that I had? I'm anyway, this um, it's the Tor series version. I don't know. It must be another line of pedals they do. And it's the same fuzz circuit, but without the boost. Oh. Well, the boost is just a second volume control. Oh, 10-ton hammer. That's the other one I had. Oh, cool. They also make the... I didn't realize that these were the guys that made the Archer, which is the their clone clone. Oh, okay. Which is yeah. a really, really famous clone clone. So for just a second about the, the build on this pedal, it's not a traditional box. Like, it's not the, yeah. the most typical pedal box. Um, it's a little... Bit. There's there's some other pedal that I that I've tried that was kind of like this. It's almost like there's a, a the sides are a bent plate, and then and there's then a, they screw the lid on. The, the, yeah, they screw the lid on the top, and then the, the bottom the bottom was attached in this weird way where there were these little pins that had um, threads in them, and then so the bottom got screwed on too. But there were these. It was screwed into these pins that were attached to the sides. Now, oh, yeah, yeah. the one that I had here um, had seen better days. Looked like it had been kicked around a little bit. Still uh-huh. worked fine. It's very heavy gauge steel that it's made out of. Mm-hmm. Um, but the bottom had come loose. Only one of the screws was had anything to attach to anymore because those pins had actually sheared off. Oh, wow. And so I think that's a little bit of an iffy design. I would totally love yeah. them to put this in a typical Hammond case, you know, a molded... Yeah, it looks Metal like the case. Archer. I mean, there's no need that, to, to do that anything else. The other one else. I was talking about, the uh, yeah, the hooligan. Those look. They appear to be in standard cases. I don't think it's the like ten ton hammer pedals. had a weird case. I don't know. They have a reverb doing. pedal called the Boing. <laughs> 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 that looks like a standard case. Yeah. Anyway, it it's I don't know because I, I don't know what happened to this, and but I just you know if I'm talking about a pedal, I want to say like this one happened mm-hmm. to have broken in that way, and it seems like kind of a a weak point in the design, but at the if same time, person, like you, you really do have to kick your pedals around before the metal yeah. is going to break in them. So, I mean, come on. Well, like I've got a an EHX small clone, which those old it's not old it's like paper thin aluminum. School. Oh God, yeah, there's nothing holding that thing together. <laughs> like the the the. But foot it's also switch, so light that it's like it's like a cat. Yeah. It's hard to you know you can't break it yeah, just by yeah, dropping. it. I mean, but it's from stomping on it all the time. So like the <laughs> where the switch is, the aluminum is like. Bent like the oh, really? switch is sunken <laughs> into the case, awesome. um, and it's it's oh, the thing is bitching. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, um, yeah, cool. Do you have a price? I uh, it was their just website on their site shows two twenty nine. Let's see what they would be like on the used market. Two twenty nine's too much. For it's this a little, little high. Yeah, I mean uh, it must be because of that wackadoo circuit. Yeah, it might be because it's a famous circuit, I guess. What's bestguitareffects.com? Reverb has them used from 150. They have some new from 170. So maybe <clears> that's <throat> MSRP and not street price. Hmm. Although I've here's got, a bunch for 229. Yeah, I've got 199 at Amazon. Huh. Only one in stock. There's a few for few up that are used 150. This one's 205, mint condition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Anyways. Yeah. Cool, though. I like it. Yes, a unique sound. Um, you know, you'd check it out if you're into <gasps> if you're into the sound this thing makes. I mean, <laughs> well, I could say that about literally every pedal ever. Yeah, right. right? If you like how it sounds, buy it. What a dumb fucking thing <laughs> that I just said. <laughs> you know, if you like this pedal, then you like it. All right, hey, let's move on. Yeah. Hey, how's that beer treating you? This is excellent. Um, it's it's the right balance of heaviness and well, it, you it's know like, what? But it's so super drinkable. It too. is. It's it's like it's like putting exactly the right amount of cream in coffee. Ah, yeah. You know, and, and I, yeah. I I've got this co- picture of coffee cake staring at me from my. Anyway, this is good. This is a big ass bottle too. I got the something. 22. I got something special for you. I went. I went looking around. Because I'm going to start. We're going to. I think we're going to do this. Are we? We're going to. We're going to start part totally. Of a, a second. We're going to totally legally, not illegally at all, send each other beer. Um, this will be my second beer exchange group. I'll be a part of the group of two. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but I, actually, I did pick something out that I think you'll enjoy. I won't spoil it yet, but okay. I, I keep meaning to put it in the mail, but I haven't. This yet. weekend, probably. F- Friday or Saturday, I have to go over to the beer shop here and put a package together for someone. Mm. I think it's going to Baltimore area. Mm. Um, so that'll be fun. So you have like a, you, you guys are a big cog wheel, right? You're just. Yep. Yeah. So we round robin, but like it, like I'm sending to this guy, but somebody else is sending yeah. to me. So yeah. we don't go back and forth, uh, mm-hmm. which is kind of cool. Cause there's like, you know, eight of us or something doing this. Mm-hmm. And we also send, we're sending like six to eight beers at a time, at a time. Yeah. So, but there's, it's a month apart mm-hmm. kind of mm-hmm. thing. And it's cool because we're all really spread out all over the country. So yeah, stuff that it. doesn't distribute, you yeah. know, even, even just across the greater Northeast. Mm-hmm. So anyway, onward. Right. So onward, um, last couple of things are, well, I guess I don't know about this. this the, the very last thing can be kind of quick, I think. Okay, well, then they're both going to be quick. Um, the More pre-NAM nonsense. So... Uh, I caught wind of this. So this is called the Head Rush Pedal Board. Pause for the... Pause for effect. (laughs) Don't get it? Yeah. Pause for so, um, the reason I saw b- <laughs> about this is because. Uh, p- <laughs> Do you want to take a moment with that? <laughs> you want to say it again? Maybe I'll hear it the second no, time. No, <laughs> I. I, I th- <laughs> Pause for pedal board. Yeah. So uh, this came up in my Pro Tools news because the Headrush. I guess is Headrush the brand here. I've never heard I of this. I think so. Okay, so I, I think Headrush is the brand. This is like a pedal board that's like a multi-effects processor, and the effects engine that it's using is apparently going to be an updated um, or HD version of Avid's 11-rack. <laughs> They're literally calling it 11-rack HD. It's the worst thing in I the world. I thought we were past that, but <clears throat> yeah, whatever. Yeah, that's, so, right. that's so 2004. Uh, anyway, um, this looks must like... must be a, the iPad version. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Had, had to. <clears throat> okay. No, but this looks like a, a pretty neat uh, thing. Um, this is going to be the everything you need. It's going to have, I mean, if it if it actually has the 11 rack in it, it's going to have 
the amplifier modeling and everything else. Mm -hmm. um, it's got an expression pedal built into it. It's got two, you know, a, a bunch of friggin' switches and all kinds of different switches. Twelve switches, all kinds of lights. Yeah. There's some knobs on here, and there's a seven-inch touchscreen where you can line up essentially your virtual pedal board right there in graphics in front of you by dragging them around, rearranging them. I, I bet it's even like your your entire virtual rig from oh, rap yeah, stuff to amp yeah. stuff. And, and we know very little about it because all there is is sort of a teaser video where they've got Sarah Longfield doing She's some... She's a monster guitar player. Doing some gnarly tapping and, and um, using s only this. Um, oh, I just realized the link I found has a lot more info than I had previously read. So Oh, yeah, look at this. Are you seeing all the amps and yeah. cabs? And so stuff? anyway, yeah. the, the, the basics, it's, it's the process, an effects processor. I don't know if this is going to count as a recording interface the way the original 11 rack did. Um, although I have seen pictures of the back panel does have like the quarter inch and the XLR um, outputs. So I, I would assume it would have like sort of the standard IO that like the AxeFX kind of stuff has or like that um, that line six board. These sorts the of things. Likes, yeah, yeah they, they it's probably the sort of thing where you can choose to run it into an amp or you can choose to run it right into a desk or into a recording interface. I'm sure it's stereo or capable. House or something. I'm yeah. sure it has digital outs because why wouldn't it, um, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but yeah, it's going to have a ton of stuff built into it, I assume. And the 11 rack Whoa. is really nice modeling. I mean, even to this day, it's for guitar players, one of the best ways to get into Pro Tools because, mm -hmm. I mean, they're even new. They're only like five or 600 bucks, I think, or something like that. And comes with a Pro Tools license. And it's a, the 11 rack was a good, you know, a, a, a low input count, but a good recording interface. And anyways, they've got just a ton of amps. Yeah, um, all the big big years, so like the '59 yeah. Basement, the Black Deluxe Reverb, the three uh, different Plexi Fifty, Plexi yeah. One Hundred, Tread Plates, all, all that stuff. Soldanos, everything. Um, a bunch of different cabinets. There's even a one by eight. A bunch of some one twelve. Oh, look at the sixty-eight. An eight modded. Yep. A sixty-eight Plexi EL eighty-four mod. Wow. Hmm getting specific um yeah different microphones placed in front of these cabs so you're gonna adjust you're gonna be able to swap the microphone and swap the cab uh, yeah and then all the different effects you know the different hmm. distortion effects dynamics modulation reverb everything it's got everything cool and um, um it's uh 899 pounds sterling which equals about 1100 bucks us and we'll probably know more next week yeah or next two weeks Mm, yeah. Very cool. Do these little, I think the little um, oh, so scribble I, I strips, gotta, they, like on each switch has a little screen on it too. It's like, a screen, yeah, so you can label stuff. Cool. I bet you could have certain things be stop box style, certain things be patch changes. Mm -hmm. That's cool. Uh, I, I meant to ask mm -hmm. you, um, stuff like this, do you think this looks like a little too, like think about the scene you know, I sort of hesitate to call it that, but think of the scene that we were a part of and think about if you saw someone with this at a show, what would you think? And think about if, do you think this is durable enough? Like a seven inch touchscreen is a great selling point and a great bullet point thing, mm -hmm. but is that really durable enough to like play dingy, gross clubs and stuff? I don't know <laughs> if I would want to do that. And like regular pedal boards and standard like issue pedals, 
have a toughness to them that yeah. you don't really have to worry That's about. That's something a lot we of mention whenever we talk about a pedal specifically. Yeah. Um, I <clears throat> I would say that watching the little demo video they have here, a teaser video, they do mention that it's an all steel construction. Mm-hmm. So they are pre- they are presuming your question. Is this going to be durable I'm, enough? Yeah, so let's, I'm talking let's about, hope. I mean, but the screen is, it, I think the screen is obviously yeah. the vulnerable point. And I mean, you would put it in a case. You wouldn't just throw it in the back of a truck or whatever. Sure, but, but I'm, I mean things like somebody drops a beer glass on it and like, yeah. could it, could, is it, is the screen strong enough to withstand things like that? Don't know. I hope so. Yeah. I mean, it's I mean, a, I just, I, it would suck to, to have to deal with something like that. Like dropping your phone and breaking mm-hmm. the screen sucks. Maybe there'll be but a like, whole market of head rush pedal board <laughs> cases by spec, you know, and yeah. or Zag is gonna start offering screen protection. Otterbox. <laughs> yeah. I got the Otterbox for my head rush FX processor. Oh man. This is the Defender. I have I have I have the traveler just for day to day, but when I go to clubs I put it in my Defender. Yeah, right. Could stop a bullet. <laughs> <laughs> I got the life proof case. Yeah. It's it's just as, it's just as strong as the Otterbox, but it's lighter. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway, that was a nice tease. Okay, so what's left? What's this thing? Uh, I don't know anything about this. Yeah, I just saw this um before we started actually. Uh, TV Jones is releasing the original Filtertron. So a guy named Ray Butts. <laughs> Hold on. I heard that the Filtertron came out a long time ago. Explain how this is the original. So a guy named Ray Butts designed the original Filtertron back in the day. Do you want me to laugh and, at Ray Butts? Um, don't have to. You can be an adult about it. I'm, I'm, I'm being cool about it. It's his name. Whatever. It's a I just silly, didn't know if hey. you were pausing so that I would laugh, and then I just didn't. And you uh, No, I was through. pausing because like... I, I wasn't that to hit like the wanting you to laugh. I was expecting you to laugh. <laughs> oh, you're saying I surpassed your expectations and then immediately fell beneath them. Right, yeah. Okay, Okay. go <laughs> yeah. on. Okay, so um, the original Filtertron was one of the first hum-canceling pickups. It's like one of the very early patents for hum-canceling pickups was issued to this guy. Um, and this is going to be as true a replica as you can get of old-school original like late 50s, early 60s Filtertrons. Uh, if you're not familiar with what a Filtertron pickup is, it's like the, um, you see them in Gretsch guitars almost exclusively. They're, they're kind of like lots of chrome, some screws. You see on the pole pieces are usually screws because they're adjustable. Um, they also make a pickup called the Toaster Top, which is like a double blade design. You can see like the rails and Instead stuff. of pole, pole screws, yep. blades, yeah. Yep. Uh, so this, the... A state, I guess, of Ray Butts, who designed again the original Filtertron, like re or sort of like handed over all of the plans and specs and information of the original Filtertron to TV Jones. 
And so is this an IP transfer or they're, they're employing TV Jones to produce this thing? I think they're kind of employing him to produce it because he's the he's the leading leader obviously, of um, of Filtertron style pickups. <laughs> okay, <clears throat> the best of the best. He's um, he's the show. TV Jones. It's pretty much TV Jones with is the show. Yeah, the big time, the big leagues. <laughs> it's if you know you're talking Filtertrons, you're you're pretty much talking <clears throat> TV Jones pickups. Mm-hmm. They're they're in everything. Gretsch puts them in their new production guitars now, so they're the real deal. There's a really cool kind of long form post about this on Premier Guitar. I'm just kind of giving the the top down on this thing, but uh, you can get three cover options. You can get a late fifty seven fifty eight blank cover, which is unstamped. Mm-hmm. Usually they would have like a patent number. So you get an early sixties patent applied for. You can get a sixties to present day patent number. Uh, you can get gold, chrome, and this know, is the all. same pickup. We're just changing the case that it's in. Well, no, the pickup itself is is oh okay. Exactly so they're the actually same making the, the different versions. They're making the old pickups. Yeah. So if I get the one that is pre-patent, I'm getting the pre-patent design. Well, it says it will feature. There's there's one pickup model that will feature any of the covers you choose, like a like a color almost. I see. Okay. Um. Because the pickup was largely unchanged okay, through those years. Okay. It was the cover that changed because, you know, PAF patent yep. applied for or blank or with a patent number. Um, it's it's cool. There's a great story wait, wait, here. Wait, 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 wait. Hold the phone. I've I've heard of PAF pickups. Yeah. Is that that's what they're talking about? So PAF pickups uh, typically mean is typically referencing the Gibson Humbucker patent applied for. Oh, okay. But it's, it's not this, call, it's Gibson. Yeah, it's what they used to call patent pending. Yeah. Is patent applied for. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, just, I never made that when, when you hear about When you hear PAFs, you're, most people are talking Gibson stuff. Um, the original Seth Lover humbucker. This is you know, technically PAF, patent applied for, mm-hmm. but it's a different pickup. So um, not typically what people are referencing in that. But anyway, it's, there's a cool story here that they kind of like, Talk about the the family that handed over the notes from this original builder to TV Jones, and it's a it's a cool little story here. I recommend it reading it. So they're Variable. leaving out the wax saturation since the original design didn't have that. Exclusive double screw volume adjustment under each string permits absolute balance of string response. Whoa! That just means individual pickup pole height. Uh huh. Okay. It's a very fancy way of saying it has six screws in it. Well, yeah, but still, that's a lot of work. Yeah, but anyway. Uh, it's going to be a 3.8K neck pickup and a 4.2K bridge pickup, which hardly really means anything anymore, but whatever. Not that it ever did. That but isn't it's... a huge difference anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, really hmm. cool stuff. They are five-eighths of an inch tall. For the neck and three quarters tall for the bridge. It's interesting that they're so different. Yeah. That he didn't just make the same thing and put it in both positions. That, that, well, it's because how they mount to the body is different on those guitars. Hmm. Okay. You know, because like yeah. if you're like if you look at a Les Paul style guitar, it it fits in a route in a pickup ring, which has the adjuster in it, like the has the the springs for you to adjust the height. Hmm. Um, hmm. So you can put anything in there, but um, yeah, these are fixed. 
and you would adjust the pole height. I'm guessing. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it appears to be. But these will be announced or released, I guess, at NAM. Pretty neat. Um, initially sold through the TV Jones Reverb Shop starting January 19th until February 9th. Oh, wow. Very limited. Um, wow. They make four of them? <laughs> Put all four in one guitar. I think I'm yeah. underestimating the popularity of these, but anyway. They've got a cool thing about them. I've seen some in like Cabernita style Telecasters before. Mm-hmm. Um, or Esquires with a single filter tron in the bridge. It's like, that'd be a cool guitar to have. So what does this the, sound like? I mean, the, the Rockabilly. First, okay. <laughs> End of conversation. <laughs> early Chet Atkins, like early, early country Chet Atkins stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of paved the way to some of what is, I guess, you could say is the Telecaster sound, like the traditional Tele sound. Um, that like focused, twangy but hum canceling, so it's a little bit warmer. Um, they're cool. It's they've got a, a real like classic rock and roll vibe, like a fifties mm-hmm. rock and roll vibe. Um, anyway, the chrome version is gonna be one seventy five, and the gold version is gonna be one eighty. Pretty affordable. Oh wait, I'm I'm assuming that's for the set, so maybe not. <laughs> they might be that limited and that expensive, so we'll see. So you mean you mean you were assuming that's for the set if it's for individual pickups that they're not mm. affordable then? Right. Yeah, they might be kind of exclusive like that. In 2012, uh, Jones was given Ray's remaining pickup parts, tooling, technical journals, and notes. That'd be so cool. Not like I would do anything with it, but like that must have been awesome. <laughs> it w- that'd be so cool to be a pickup winder and receive that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sure. Anyway. Cool. All right. Hey, we made an episode out of that. Yeah. <clears throat> we always do, don't we? There was a couple of those early ones where we would go light. We would go short, right, if we didn't have yeah. much to talk about. But that was when we were, like, giggling nervously like schoolgirls. <laughs> Podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> Pe- people are listening. I'm yeah. nervous. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I'm cruising the TV Jones <laughs> website right now. Oh, they make Strat pickups and stuff now. Hmm. I know somebody who's building a Strat. Me too. Oh, look at this nonsense. Three <clears throat> TV Jones Filtertron style pickups in a Firebird. <gasps> <laughs> Gear Supply Company has MIDI cables. What? Explain that, your precious science. That's another one. That That's a Justin thing. Explain oh. that with your precious science. <laughs> that one might... That one I hear you might say that be, all the time. It, that, that's because it's a, an amazing and wonderful thing to say, but that might be a Futurama. I'm Googling it. Me too. First hit is, okay, atheists, explain this with your precious science. <laughs> From Yahoo Answers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, and then the next one. All right, Aethatards, explain this with your precious science. <laughs> Aethatards. <laughs> I have never heard that before. Some, That's hilarious. Something, something, comma, the middle dot com, I think is what this website is. Five questions your All precious right. science still can't answer. Okay, we're just reading Google on our podcast now. <laughs> I, I love this Yahoo Answers. We're going to turn it into my brother, my brother, and me for a hot second. Okay, read me. Read me the top okay. the, the okay. top one. Okay, atheist, explain this with your precious science and coincidence. 
Every week I buy a lottery ticket and every week I pray to the Lord, capital L, to not win the lottery. And guess what? Every week I don't win the lottery. But that's not all. I prayed one time. (laughs) This is so great. I prayed one time that all my future prayers should seem like they were being answered sort of at random. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, God. This This is a poem. Anyway, best answer? I know, right? I prayed for air today, and guess what? They were all over the place. (laughs) 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 Oh, boy. (laughs) All right, that's a good place to end, right? Find yeah. find us on the internets. You already did. <laughs> I get it. Sorry, I was reading, and that, that just like took an extra half a second to <laughs> to get through. To all the components out there in the tone control circuit, thanks for listening and for us. <laughs> <laughs>